0: Welcome back to another episode of Investigating Innovation with the I2C. I'm your host, Madison Travis. On today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're gonna be talking to all of our Boost competition winners. We're gonna be asking them about their experience with Boost and kind of get a little more insight into what their idea actually is. Let's roll. All right, we are here with ThermalWorks Boost winners um, of our 2021 competition, and we are super excited to have them here. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about ThermalWorks?
1: I'm
2: Angela Carver. Um, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, and right now I'm a Ph.D. student at Auburn University.
3: Hi everyone, I'm Layla Batista Chanel. I'm actually originally from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I graduated from Auburn in 2018 uh, with Angela uh, in biosystems engineering. And then uh, I'm currently a master's student in interdisciplinary engineering at Auburn.
0: Awesome. I didn't have I didn't have any idea that you were from Huntsville. That's super cool. Since you both went to Auburn, I guess you guys knew each other from there, right? Um, okay, cool. So how did Thermoworks? come about like what made you guys decide to start kind of pursuing this idea yeah so um yeah we knew each other from auburn we actually were in the same department
3: and we worked on our senior design project together so yeah we had spent that year working on our um our senior project together and then after we graduated um we kind of just kept working together and um you know we started looking for ways that we could kind of marry our passion for engineering with our desire to create smarter and more sustainable solutions we really honed in on um, the living and working spaces. And uh, it was really easy to see that there was a lot left to be done in that realm. And then, um, you know, we honed in on that sensor solution and the startup just took off from there. But yeah, we've been working together ever since Auburn and um, we'd had a senior design project, together, or classes together. So it was like just a really fun, uh, you know, uh, friendship that grew into a working relationship. And, you know, we've been working together ever since. <laughs>
0: That's super exciting. Um, I feel like it's always fun whenever you have those people that you can kind of like continue working with and it wasn't just like a one class kind of thing. So that's super awesome. So I know that you obviously gave your presentation during Boost um, and but not everyone got to tune into that. So will you give us kind of like a brief overview of exactly what ThermalWorks is and kind of what that looks like as a whole? Thermoworks's core product
3: line is a novel radiant heat sensor and then we're pairing that with an alternative approach to data analysis in buildings. So ultimately our entire goal is to make living and working spaces more comfortable and more sustainable. And we're doing that by leveraging new variables and we're going to look at it in more of a through more of a systems lens.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Um, especially right now with sustainability being such a huge forefront and like progressive movement right now, which is super exciting. Um, it's definitely um, good for you guys to hop on that train while it, you know while it's moving right now and it has such a big interest, but also be a first mover in the industry and really get involved quickly. Um, so you know, with that being said, you've been working on ThermalWorks and you you got that idea together. How did you hear about Boost? Like, how did you know that this was going on um, with that? You see?
2: Yeah, um, we are involved with, um, Auburn has a program that helps student entrepreneurs develop their ideas and their business, and um, we had been working with some of the our mentors there that, to help us a lot with developing the business side of things. Um, so, so, Layla and I are both from um, engineering backgrounds, so they really help us understand the business side of things, and um, they, someone at UAH had sent the email about Boost to some of them, and they, um, they emailed us and we, we were like, this is a great opportunity. We have to do this. So we did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool what to see. Cause especially like with Huntsville um, it's a huge Engineering town. Um, but it's been super interesting to see the business side kind of come into that because I think business has really been playing such a huge role here in Huntsville recently. Um, it's been like a perfect just marriage of the two, really, um, with engineering business. So it's super exciting to see you guys experience that as well, um, especially through competitions like this. Um, what would you say, like, your overall experience was with Boost? Obviously, you know, coming from Auburn and like presenting virtually too, which is very different because usually these things are in person. Um, how was your overall experience and kind of what? What would you say about um, just your presentation and experience as a whole?
2: It was it was a great opportunity. I think um, it was great because there were a lot of people with a lot of experience that were there to help us and give us feedback. Um, you know, even if we hadn't won, it would have been a great experience just to learn from people who know so much more than us and can help us out um, and help us with our weaknesses in the presentation and with our business design as well, so it was a great experience and it was also great to hear um, the other team's ideas and you know lots of smart people to learn from there. <laughs>
0: it's always so exciting. I think that's one of the best parts about idea competitions is getting to hear just all the ideas, like literally, just getting to sit there. Um, and, and the next thing, you know, it's your turn to present and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I've been sitting here, like (laughs) listening to everyone else. And you're like, wait. Um, but it's always super exciting. I love, I've loved getting to sit in on the few that we've had here. Um, it's, it's crazy because they're all so different. Um, I mean, it's, it's just really amazing to hear all the ideas that people are just sitting there thinking about that have come to fruition and they've actually gotten to um, take some time with it, just like you guys have. Um, you know, With that being said, um, what is you know the future looking like for ThermaWorks? Like, are you gonna continue with that, this idea? What plans do you have? Um, what's that gonna look like?
3: So 110% yes, we're gonna be considering with ThermaWorks. So ThermaWorks has actually uh, been going on since 2018. Uh, we got started shortly after finishing up our undergraduate program, and we've been working to grow this idea and secure funding to expand the scope of our beta testing ever since then. So absolutely, we're continuing our, our work with ThermaWorks. Um, like you said, sustainability is you know just such an up-and-coming field, but then also uh, me and Angela, we look at things through, um, I would say, kind of a very unique lens when it comes to our solution. So uh, I would say previously, you know, in any realm, sustainability uh, is kind of being thought of as a zero-sum game. You know, it's sustainability or livability in buildings, but with Thermalworks, we're really looking to make this an and solution, you know, a win-win. Like we can have a sustainable building that's also comfortable. You know, we don't have to sacrifice the livability of the space and the comfortability of the occupants. So that's like, that's a really big thing for us. And that's what we're trying to bring. And so um, 100% that we're going to be continuing with (laughs) ThermoWorks.
0: And I love how you worded that, making it an and approach and and really honing in on the idea that both can occur. Um, Because I do think that that is a, A huge misconception is that sustainability typically has some sort of opportunity cost with it where um, you're gonna have to have a trade-off there and give something up to be sustainable in that aspect. Um, And it's it's super exciting to see people like you guys who are bringing in a different approach of um, current situations can still exist and exist comfortably and and happily, um, but you can bring a different perspective to it. I, I can't wait to see what Thermal Works does with that kind of going back to Boost, I was just kind of wondering, you know, since you have been doing this since 2018, um, how did you guys prepare for this? Obviously, you've had this idea going in your head for a while, um, but, you know, we we're here, I guess, three years later, and, and how are you preparing for that and getting all of your thoughts and ideas together to present something that um, was worthwhile and worth winning?
2: Um, I was just going to say that we have been preparing um, our presentation for a while now. It's you know, just over that length of time, just everything that we've been learning and really the biggest challenge is condensing it down into that, um, the short timeframe of the actual competition. And it's also kind of a funny thing, just since we're both engineers, the feedback we get a lot is like, you have to make it less technical, make it so, you know, people who aren't engineers know what's going on. Like, you know, so, um, that's been a challenge for us but it's it's kind of funny when we go off the deep end with engineering terms and then people are like whoa whoa back up so yeah <laughs> that's what we've been working on
3: i would definitely echo that our biggest obstacle is communicating the technical aspect in a more relatable way uh you know we want audiences to walk away from our presentation saying wow i want that in my office and wow i want that in my home that's such a great idea i really I feel that problem. So um, I would say that's the number one thing that, you know, we've just been working on, working to prepare for the boost competition and, you know, just pitches in general is really trying to communicate our problem, communicate our solution more effectively.
0: Well, that's so funny that you say that because I actually uh, I'm, I'm a senior and I'm getting to work with some engineers uh, on, their, on their capstone and senior design stuff uh, for a research project. And we're talking about um, a multi-use spaceport and its viability in the coming decades. So super abstract kind of question just because commercial space travel is such a new thing. Um, and it's really funny because last semester they've been working on this, but they realized that they couldn't get it to like matter to people because they they said like they were too technical. It was so long and drawn out. And they were like, well, why should I care? And so like we're working with some people in the industry and they were like, you've got to bridge that gap and make it, you know, like people really want to be involved and get people interested. It's funny because that is such an important aspect is sometimes these amazing ideas will get overlooked because of the technicality of it. And um, that's super important that you guys are working on that. But also, um, it it says a lot about you guys that you're willing to make that kind of transition into that um, and kind of leave behind some of the technical research to make it um, something that people really walk away wanting, like you said, Layla. So um, with that being said, what is one piece of advice you would give to people looking to enter these kinds of competitions?
2: Like I said earlier, there's a lot of great feedback no matter what, I would say just you know enter the competition. And if you don't win, then you get great feedback on how to improve your presentation. And if you do win, then that's an added bonus. Like I've been really blown away about how people have gone out of their way to help us um, with our presentation and our business idea. I just, I wasn't expecting that and it's really a blessing and I'm really grateful for that. So enter the competition and go for it, that's my advice. <laughs>
3: I would say two things that you need for a successful idea competition submission would be uh, passion and practice. Um, you definitely need to be passionate about your idea because the whole idea of the idea competition, pitch competition, is that you want to be able to be presenting and you want to get all those other people excited as excited as you are about your idea in a very short time frame, you know, cause it's really easy for you to have an idea and be excited about it. But for you to be able to get people excited about it that aren't familiar with your idea in five minutes or less, you know, you can really only do that if you're very passionate about your idea. And then also practice, practice, practice. We practiced our pitch so many times for so many different people and every single time, All those people found one thing or two things or several things, ways for us to improve. So um, definitely just keep practicing because each practice run inevitably made our presentation even better.
0: Yeah. And that is so true. You know, the passion thing is like, you know, you have this idea and Angela, like you said, you're excited to enter, but you only have this short time frame. So it's so important because, you know, if if you were to take someone out to dinner or something and get to sit there and talk about your idea for an hour or so, of course, they're going to get excited because you've spent all this time getting to explain it to them. So, um, you know, those practice runs really make sure that you are emphasizing that passion in such a short amount of time. Um, So, you know, I'm super excited for you you guys and so glad that you had the opportunity to enter the boost competition. Um, The I2C was super excited to hear your idea and I know um, all the judges were as well. So thank you for being on the podcast today. Um, We're super excited to see where ThermalWorks goes and all the things that you will accomplish. So thank you so much for being on today.
2: Thank you so much. This has been a
3: great opportunity for us.
0: Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Lila and Angela, for joining me and telling me a little bit more about the Works idea. So now that we've heard from our first place winners, we are going to pass it over to the River Recon team. And they're going to be telling us a little bit about their microplastic detection device and what that idea is going to look like in the future. We are here today with the River Recon team. Um, They are one of our boost winners, and we're super excited to feature them um, in the Spark studio today. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your team and um, what the idea is all about, really.
4: My name is Kaylin. I'm one of the team members on River Recon. We kind of formed as an undergraduate senior design team. Um, So myself, Aaron, and Matt, we met in lab, and then Aaron and Tim worked in the same lab, and we brought... Tim, on and it was a really neat project because it was the first interdisciplinary capstone project Georgia Tech has done between civil and environmental engineering and mechanical engineering in like what ten years or something. Tim?
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm Timothy Purvis. Uh, I'm the mechanical engineering side of our team. Like Kaylin was saying, uh, as a interesting way that our project formed with kind of having a lot of brainstorming of what on earth. Uh, a group of civil, environmental, and mechanical engineering students would be able to do uh, that would encapsulate all of our capstone requirements, but also give us uh, a project that we could be proud of.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. So um, what's River Recon all about? Like, how what does that idea encompass? How did it come about? Um, I mean, where did it all start? Yeah. So
4: again, kind of with the whole interdisciplinary thing, we were sitting at a table in one of the conference rooms at Georgia Tech, and we said, okay, what are we we all really interested in? And something that kept coming up was water. So all of our passions kind of lie in the clean water space. And something like farther, similarly, that we're all interested in is the area of emerging contaminants. So we really wanted to use this opportunity with Capstone to, rather than kind of redesign something that already existed, we wanted to put put our heads together and see if we could come up with a solution to a problem that didn't have a solution yet. And we kind of kept hitting microplastics. So there's no regulation. There isn't a formal solution. And any method of detection is really, really, really expensive because it requires really fancy lab equipment, essentially, um, that a lot of people don't have access to. So our original idea was, hey, how can we bring microplastic detection to the table? How can we set this up so that um, anyone can do it?
0: Awesome. Um that's super cool too. I, I realize that there's kind of um a new trend that's coming a lot uh coming about with a lot of new ideas and like sustainability and really thinking forwardly into the future and like really considering how the the life that we're living now is going to affect the future. And I can definitely see that in your guys' idea as well as like, you know, looking now and and seeing how much uh, something that's kind of disregarded will have such a huge impact. Um, So, and a lot of times with those ideas, um, the solutions and even just the thought process, a lot of times they're very um, abstract and it's really hard to kind of define those sometimes. So um, I think it's super awesome that you guys were actually able to define something and bring it to the table um, and bring it to, something uh like boost so how did you guys hear about the boost competition like um were you guys told about it from a professor like how did you guys find out about it
4: i'm actually pretty sure aaron found it while scrolling through instagram is that correct him
1: yeah i was gonna say it was either uh that we saw some social media calls for it um uh some of our teammates have uh participated in something called the female founders at georgia tech It was either that we found it from social media or um, we heard it through the grapevine of kind of the innovation sphere uh, in Atlanta, collaborating with all the other innovation hubs.
0: Okay, cool. Well, social media makes me feel good. That's what I do. That's literally what I do is run the social media. So hey, uh, you are making me feel good this morning. But um, so yeah, that is I mean, it's super cool, though, especially in the world of COVID. Like that is how people I mean, that's how people talk um, is literally just passing word along, especially through social media and things like that. Um, So how did you feel about your experience as a whole? Like, you know, from start to end, what did it feel like? And like, was this your first time um, entering a competition like this? with? this idea or, you know, what was that experience like?
4: So this wasn't our first time entering the competition. We had entered ASCE's innovation competition prior, which definitely helped us have the content to build for Boost. But something that I really liked about the Boost competition was the one to two minute video submission. And that was kind of a big challenge at first because you have all of these ideas And they're really technical. So all four of our teammates are engineers by background. And something that we've struggled in is how to catch and chase and say, okay, we know this is like a great idea. And we would all love to talk about Tim's laughing, talk about the science behind everything. But what people really care about is like, how are you gonna sell this product? And how is it gonna make money? And trying to cut all of the research, like the months and months and months of research that we've done, down into a two-minute video that's really focused on kind of a pitch. It was really challenging at first, but I think it was a great experience overall to start to teach us to think with the business mindset, even though we're all engineers.
0: Because that is one of the biggest challenges. And whenever I was talking with the ThermalWorks team, they said the same thing, is the engineering mindset. it, It helps so much throughout the research process, but whenever they came to get their content together, they had to cut out those technical terms because In the end, that didn't matter um, as much as their idea of being profitable, you know, and and what it was actually going to do for uh, their market. So I know you've kind of mentioned a little bit, you kind of talked about your content. You've done this before, but how did your team specifically prepare for the Boost competition? Was there something different you did? Um, I know the video was an added component, but um, what did that kind of look like in the preparation process?
4: So between the Boost competition or between the competition we entered before and Boost, we really had a lot of time to dig into our customer discovery a little bit. So we spent a lot of time actually reaching out to industry professionals. And specifically, Aaron has started reaching out to people in the food and beverage industry as kind of a new market. So that was something different that we started exploring in preparation for the boost competition, which is what we based a lot of our um, pitch around.
0: That's super cool. Okay, I think it's really fun too. whenever you've entered a competition before you're able to kind of refine those processes, because now you've got your base down. Um, And especially for engineering that took a lot of work to get all of all of (laughs) the lengthy research down to something that you can present in front of people and not overwhelm them. River Recon, um, what are you guys planning for the future? Are you going to continue with it? Um, Is it going to continue being a research project or more of an idea? Or what does that look like?
1: Yeah, I love that question, um, because it's something that we've asked ourselves, I think, every other week for the past uh, probably six months at this point. Um, As Kaylin was saying, we love this workspace. Um, We're all really interested in water. uh, And emerging contaminants are something that they're just really intriguing, but also important to the future. So that's a really unique opportunity to kind of continue working in that space. Uh, So with that, I think that our intent is uh, that we're still gonna be working on this project. Um, A lot of what we're doing right now is, you know, we have this prototype that we spent a couple months making and then testing. Uh, Now we get to go back to the drawing board, take all the lessons we've learned and make a new one that works even better. Um, and so that's a really fun challenge. Uh, we're all grad students at this point in time, or about to be grad students. Uh, so there's a lot of hats that we have to wear and uh, priorities that we have to juggle, um, but we still manage to keep up with the project and continue working on it. Um, and so I think that is the intent: is that we work until we have, you know, a product that we're really proud of that we can actually take. Uh, into industry and implement in the real world, not just you know in a lab space or uh, at our COVID-friendly uh, apartment workshops. Um, and so what that looks like probably, we've got um, a lot of IP, uh, intellectual property patent stuff kind of in the pipeline uh, that we're sorting out. Um, And then really digging in more with that customer discovery and transitioning that uh, from customer discovery to partnerships to start implementing our solution.
0: That is so awesome. It's very reassuring to hear uh, that you guys are going to continue with it, but also actually take the time to really get it ready for the market. I know you guys have done this before besides just boost, but Entering an idea competition like this can be super daunting. It can be uh, super overwhelming, and really, um, a lot of your thoughts just get convoluted, and you're like, "I don't even, I don't even know where to start." So, what's some advice that you would give to um, other people looking to enter a competition like Boost?
4: I would definitely say, first and foremost, enter. Like, you have to, you have to enter. Like, start the application. Do it. It's going to take a little bit longer than you think, especially if it's the first one that you've done. Um, But you kind of have to jump in and just go, even if you think, oh, I'm not qualified or, oh, I don't fit these guidelines. It's kind of like a job application. You really only need to, like, if you have 50 percent of the qualification, shoot your shot. And I think more people need to start shooting their shot. Um, Secondly, I would say to rely on like whatever resource you have and get as many people to root it over as you can, because you get caught up in like the nitty gritty of the project and you want to tell everyone every single detail but that's really not what's relevant all the time. So it can be great to have a fresh set of eyes, look over your content um, to really help you cut down what's not important to get to that shorter pitch.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, definitely think through the narrative. Uh, You know so much about your project um, and you have maybe five minutes to explain what's now been one of the most important things in your life for the past couple of months or years. Uh, to someone who has no prior knowledge. So you really have to think through what is it that they actually need to know? What's the narrative arc that I'm trying to get through uh, in this presentation? Um, and I think that really helps with framing and then you know, generating, what are the questions I think I'm gonna be asked? What are the points that they think are important that I need to you know figure out what that actually looks like for my own project? Uh, that's something that we have definitely struggled with at times. I would trying to figure out, you know, they really care about this aspect of the project. And that's something that, you know, we haven't really fully fleshed out yet. So it's a really cool opportunity to figure out what your project actually is and how it could impact people's lives. Uh, so I just recommend digging in uh, to all of that.
0: Yeah, um, I I think that all of that is such great advice. And also, I know a lot of it can seem like, kind of common sense, but like whenever you're going to sit down to actually fill this application out, all that goes out the window, you know, like you're sitting there, like just super like in into it, especially if it's yours, like you are hyper-focused on like all this. And a lot of times that leads to an unproductive session of sitting there and typing on your computer and then you scratch it all and you have to start over again. Um, so, uh, you know, that happens to the best of us, but I think that um, ultimately it leads to, you know, regardless of, how the competition turns out. It's an experience that you, you know, can't really get back. Like, you know, it's something that's really, really um, just exciting uh, to be a part of Um, and super great to hear all the other, you know, competitors uh, ideas as well. At the end of the day, I mean, if nothing else, you got to sit in a really innovative conversation for the entire time. And like, that's always super just beneficial, gets your mind going. Um, And for people who are idea focused, that's something that's very refreshing and something that feels good. Um, So I'm super excited to see where you guys take this idea. I think it's gonna be super um, impactful to a lot of people. So thank you so much, River Recon team, for joining me today. And I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.
4: Great, thanks for having us, Madison.
0: The I2C can't wait to see what all River Recon does with their microplastic detection device and how they're gonna impact so many people across different industries. Now that we've talked with our second place winners, it's time to chat with Isaiah Taylor from Solved. He's going to give us more insight into how he got involved with the Boost competition and how he's planning to pursue this idea that he's been working on for the last year. Hey, Isaiah, we're so excited to have you um, on the podcast today to learn a little bit more about your experience with Boost. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of where the solved idea even came from.
5: Sure. So, Madison, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you to Boost uh, and @C for having me. So I'm Isaiah Taylor. I'm a... Uh, I'm an alumni of Alabama Ann University. I uh, graduated in December of 2019 with my uh, bachelor's in mechanical engineering, and I'm currently a student b- b- both at my alma mater for, for physics and one in also a UH for aerospace. I started on the ideal once I was working in my last job, it was at a small contractor here in Madison, and uh, I was doing more design engineering. And then what ended up happening was I, I ended up transitioning between jobs and uh, I decided that I wanted to have another stream of income. You know, I wanted to be able to one day become financially free, right? I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I wanted to have ownership of my own, you know, write my own check. So it's a lot bored with just design engineering. I have been doing that since I was a freshman. I have been I had a lot of different internships, a lot of different jobs doing just one thing I noticed at my different jobs was that a lot of companies are still using uh, stuff. Excel or other programs uh, to do their data calculations, and engineers we all know that those kinds of software are good for visualization. But so that's where the idea for Soft came in. It's a it's a very simple idea, but it's a very powerful idea. Most uh, large tech companies do not focus on small or medium size medium sized businesses, excuse me, especially in more rural areas. So that's where Solve comes in. Huntsville is quickly becoming a tech corridor and a center of excellence. The idea is to focus specifically on small businesses and to use software that's specifically designed to handle large data
1: Um,
0: yeah, that sounds like an awesome idea. And especially with Huntsville turning into the type of city that it is, especially now, um, there's so much more of an entrepreneurial spirit coming into the city. Um, and definitely more of those small, medium-sized businesses that solved can help, you know? Um, so how long ago did this idea come about? Like how long have you been working on this? I know you said you started working on it kind of in between jobs, but like how long has this kind of been in the back of your mind?
5: Oh yeah. So I used to do a uh, when I was when, when I was actually in college, I was an undergrad. I used to do something called uh, I have my first uh, uh, small business was called a Tutor, and we did a SAT, ACT math prep for high school kids, right? And mm-hmm. I saw that it really wasn't scaling as much, you know, and and it wasn't as much interest as I would have hoped, probably because I wasn't putting in as much uh, effort as I do to Solve now. It was more of a side pet project than a really than a real business, right? Whereas now Solve is much more of a uh, serious uh, endeavor. Uh, but I, the, the beautiful thing about SALT is that it scales, right? Like so it's, it, it's, it, it's digital, it's, it's technology, so it can scale. Uh, uh, I've been working on this idea since about somewhere around early 2020. So I started working at my last job sometime around, right before I graduated November of 19. Sometime around the spring, February, March, April of 2020, when I, I started researching the LLC formation and how to, uh, uh, how to, that and and the benefits of with the LLC and small business ownership and how, especially with the COVID pandemic, uh, many of the state state governments are pouring in a lot of money to encourage entrepreneurship and and small business. It just so happened that it was a uh, fortuitous time to start it, right, and get into it. But yeah, really, I just wanted to, I saw that the timing was, you know, right. I saw that the opportunity was present and I saw that, uh, like I said, I wanted to Not just be my own boss, but I wanted to provide value to other people and in return, uh, be able to write my own check.
0: I definitely think that is a huge, a huge part of it, too, is just really wanting to provide that value. And, you know, 2020 was a year that was obviously provided its challenges and um, provided a lot of different. Um, I just just avenues that people were kind of like, oh, you know, I didn't really know that that was a possibility. And obviously, you know, you kind of took those opportunities that um, weren't necessarily expected and something very different that uh, people weren't necessarily looking for in 2020. But I think that despite all of its challenges, it really provided an opportunity for many entrepreneurs like yourself um, to just take the time to sit back and refine the idea that's kind of been sitting around. Um, 2020 really just paved the way for a lot of people to um, forge their way into whatever industry that may be. For you, you know, here in the Huntsville tech industry, that's a huge deal. Um, Especially nice to get to stay near your alma mater as well and uh, get to work closely with that. So has it just been you working on this project or have you worked with like other people like mentors or, or things like that?
5: All right. So I definitely have had a lot of mentors on the way along the way. Too many to name uh, a lot of the people at AM, a lot of the people at U.H. uh Rick Ved uh, over at I2C. Uh, I've had other engineers in my last job that looked out for me. You know, I've had a lot of uncles and aunties, uh, so to speak, looking out for me along the way. Uh, specifically on Solved, it's mostly uh, mostly working directly on it has been myself, but it's a lot of ideas that I have ran by other people. Uh, of course, I have to shout out. Uh, Lance Perry. He's the guy at, uh, a uh, Lance Perry studios. He's the guy that, uh, put together my, uh, helped me put together my video that, that actually helped me win boost. Uh, and you know, that's my first commercial that's now going live on LinkedIn and is, and it's and gotten a lot of views. So I, I have to shout him out. He was the one that's most recently directly helped me with soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, mostly it's just been, it's just been, I, I've had plenty of help along the way, but you know, mostly working directly on it. It's just been me. Oh, and, uh, Mr. Dwight audited uh, the stewardship business plan store. He helped me write my business plan and gave me a lot of uh, mentorship on the accounting and the financial side of it as well.
0: Yeah, that's um, I. I will say one of the best things too about Huntsville and especially the younger um, side of entrepreneurship is there's so many people who are willing to support you and. Your, your ideas and really just a community and a network that forms um, around you. Congratulations on, um, you know, your your commercial going live on LinkedIn. That's super exciting. And I think people just really love hearing those new ideas. I mean, that's why these idea competitions exist. You know, they're they're excited to hear um, just the new perspective on maybe things that have been around for a while and just a new take on something, Um, how to make something more efficient, more productive. Um, it's always super exciting to hear just the innovative mindset. Minds that are working on these projects. So, you know, I know you're from around the Huntsville area, obviously. So how did you hear about the boost competition? Did you hear about it specifically through us or was someone um, telling you about it and kind of what was your overall experience um, with the competition itself?
5: Yeah. So I actually, I went to last year's uh, when it was in person uh, and I saw that, uh, I saw that the, the, the I2C was a major, they, you know, the I2C was becoming a major part of the uh, UH's uh, ecosystem, but not just UH, but also Huntsville's ecosystem as well, especially in the entrepreneurial vein. Um, and uh, I was—I believe I was still an undergrad at the time, or maybe uh, right in my last semester, about to come out. Uh, so I wanted a piece of the action. Honestly, I—I um, I knew that I would need mentorship, and I would need uh, access to, to to resources, right? Not just financially, but more importantly, you know, mentoring and networking connections and, and, you know, getting that advice, you you know, like you mentioned from people who have been where you're trying to go. And I know I2C was a major uh, component of that. And even more, uh, I'm actually a grad student at the same school that I'm connected to at at, at the Entrepreneurial Center, right? So that's even better, you know, to have a grad student doing well in entrepreneurship at the school, right? So uh, my overall experience was very well went very well. I really enjoyed the competition. I think it was very professionally put on. I think it was smoothly ran. I think the quality of all the competitors was did very well. And I I had no complaints at all. It definitely was a blessing for me. Uh, the Favorite part of the competition was just hearing a lot of the other teams pitches and, and, and meeting new people and, and seeing how the younger generations are conspiring to change to, to bring about positive change, right? Like, everybody on there, I think, was probably under 30, right? So, you know, really seeing, uh, really seeing younger people come together and to really do good, do positive things, uh, especially at a local school, was really the biggest part
0: of it, you know? Yeah, that was such a cool thing, too, like, from my side, you know, um, me being a student here at UAH, um, it was just really... Really refreshing, I think, to see so many young people um, really be focused on providing something that is going to benefit not just, um, you know, people right now, but something in the future as well. You know, I'm so glad that you're connected with UH and the I2C. The I2C is such a big part of so many um, different resources, especially like our mentor program. And like, if you are going to continue with this idea, you know, um, the mentors are such a great resource. And building your network is just so important um, because there's so many people who are really pushing for your idea to become something and not just stay an idea. Um, So I don't know if you've entered competitions like this before. I know you said you mentioned. uh, I know you mentioned that you came to boost last year but like is there like a specific way that you kind of prepared for the boost competition or was it just kind of like a go with the flow like what did where did your what did your preparation look like for that
5: well it's funny a lot of my preparation actually uh started in undergrad I mean I don't uh it wasn't like I took a magic pill or I took a magic class and you know just you know was able to present well overnight you know that was something that you know I was in even in undergrad, I was I was an ambassador for the college of engineering. I was involved in, you know, NSBE, uh and a lot of other organizations on campus. So really a lot of the preparation for Boots really just came over over, you know, multiple years of undergrad and, you know, also being in the workforce as well. You know, working, working the different jobs I, I've had as well as uh, just working on all of those presentation skills, being in front of senior management, learning how to refine oneself and sharpen oneself before you present right uh i think the boost thing really was just uh i knew it was going to be another another avenue for me to do public speaking uh, hopefully to win which i did thankfully uh specifically i knew that the audience was going to be a little bit different and the uh, intended purpose was going to be somewhat different because here you know we're competing for uh you know financial and you know uh network prizes right And we're and we're presenting to potential investors or potential you know uh, stakeholders in the company or in the community. But really, I just uh, just uh, pulled some stats uh, to show you know to help support my case off the internet and from some uh, U.S. Census Bureau data and you know on small businesses and 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 entrepreneurship. And I just uh, drew on my own personal experiences as well uh, and and my own engineering jobs that I've had. I don't. I don't believe I've done competitions like Boost before. I do think this is the first one that I've actually entered, um, at least since I've been a, a, a alumni. Since I've been a, a working professional, so I think it's a pretty good first. First competition in my bill, I do plan to do more in the future.
0: Competitions can really just play such a big role to um, like whatever entrepreneurs are pursuing their ideas. So that's super exciting. And I'm so glad that you had um, just a really good overall experience, um, like your first round. Obviously, that's not always the case. Um, but I do think kind of like you mentioned, um, professional experience and just background really can provide so much benefit to preparing for a competition like this, because, um, you're not just leaning on, you know, stories that you've read or, you know, different opinions, but you're really, um, just honing in to your own advice and kind of how, you know, your own mindset and, you know, your own suggestions and what you've seen, um, in the professional setting that you believe your idea can improve. I um, and that's always, it makes it, easier, but also harder because you, you don't want to, um, you know, contradict yourself too much or go down a rabbit hole that, uh, you end up just, kind of losing track of what your thoughts were, but at the same time, um, it allows you to have a lot of insight into it. So I definitely think entering competitions like this allows you to, you know, kind of refine your mindset and really refine your idea um, to something that is impactful to not just you, but others in the community. So, you know, with Solved, you know, you kind of entered your first competition now and you've really been working towards this idea. You've got your first commercial out. Um, What do you see in the future for Solve? Do you have anything big planned? Um, Anything exciting you can share or
5: uh... It, uh, it's definitely time to go on to overdrive right so 2021 it's going to be the year of overdrive right so uh so uh, alabama Launchpad's around the corner right that's a that's a state uh state sponsored uh for competition uh, so you know solved has been one that's more of a local academic uh, competition the alabama Launchpad's around the corner uh, we also have uh, i i entered into a competition called black ambition uh hbcu press that looks uh to invest in uh looks to invest capital into uh entrepreneurs who are either alumni or current students of h current students of hbcus excuse me I, i've mentioned into that as well and also plan to be uh getting involved in the local chamber of commerce, both in Huntsville you know the overall huntsville Madison county chamber but especially but especially the madison city uh, chamber of commerce as well uh so, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a big idea for, uh, for SALT. You know, and, and in the next three to five years, I definitely see uh, that uh, federal contracting coming my way, that, that hub zone and those ADA a uh, economically disadvantaged minority, all those different certifications uh, that uh, help SALT even be even more competitive in the marketplace when, when pursuing those uh, different contracts. So, right now, we're just focusing mostly on small and medium sized businesses, the pri- private sector. Uh, But once we get to scale, we definitely see the next three to five years pursuing federal contracts and even the contracts contracts in other states. I've been blessed to be able to travel to places such as Tennessee and uh, Atlanta, Georgia and Mississippi uh, states with other states with other very favorable business climates uh, like Alabama's. And the entrepreneurship there is needed. Ideas like solved are needed. Uh, So I definitely see it uh, spreading just like the virus did in the next three years.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely think that it is going to it's going to turn into something. I can tell with your ambition and drive, like it's definitely going to turn into something. And Huntsville is such a, right now, like such a breeding ground for entrepreneurship in the best way possible. And I, I, like you had mentioned, I definitely think that there are other places who need to see this as well and need to see this entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I think it's just going to spread like wildfire, honestly. So that is just super exciting. And I'm glad that you are really taking advantage of the opportunities that are here um, and really hitting the ground running in 2021. I think that a lot of people are feeling that way as well um after such like a down and out year it's just a year of getting things done and really accomplishing those things that um you really didn't you know have the chance to last year so um you've done all these things and you're really looking forward and you know looking back on boost um you know your first one under the belt um what was the biggest benefit that you got from entering this idea competition
5: yeah. So really, uh, honestly, uh, being frank, uh, it, it was a chance to run with the big boys, right? You know, this was the first authentic uh, competition at this level that I had done, um, you know, as an adult, as, a, you know, as, a, you know, out of school, uh, it was a chance to be with uh, real judges. You know, these were not, you know, just professors that they picked just to, you know, play a placeholder on the, on the panel. These were real judges with real capital and real professional careers behind them. Uh, Rigaud himself is also uh, of that similar stature, right? So these were the chance to go in front of real people and present real ideas and compete for real prizes. And this was uh, just a uh, initial validation that professional and uh, academic society has validated that there is interest there and that there is something there that's very dangerous, right? And that the market needs to see. Um, and that was really the biggest benefit was, you know, you know, everybody has a thousand 10,000 ideas, but when you can go before your peers and uh, get that uh, external validation of, hey, you know, there are people that may be interested in this. So, you know, There may be people that uh, want to uh, further this idea along that shows that the market has some uh Appetite that needs to be wedded for this stuff, right? You know, like you know, like, you know, every entrepreneur has their own personal baby. You know, their baby is like their baby, right? Every entrepreneur has their idea, and they're so, you know, they're almost religiously devoted to it. But when you have other people that can say, "Hey, you know, there might be something here. Hey, the market may need to see this." That's always uh, wonderful, and that's that really was the biggest benefit. And I definitely plan to enter more in the future. I mentioned, I mentioned some coming up. Um, the website will soon be going live. Uh, so I, when I'm done with the website, I'll make sure I send it to Rick Red and, you know, you all as well. So, you know, so y'all can have it posted, uh, the, the salt website will be coming soon and I'll be staying on LinkedIn. So I definitely plan to enter more in the future and stay and stay active.
0: So awesome to, to be able to see that, um, you, you actually got to gain more than more than just the financial you know side of boost. Obviously that is a great part of it. Um, but You know, getting to know that your idea is not just something that you see as valuable is is such an amazing experience and something that you really can't beat, you know, Um, and and those judges, you know, they uh, they mean what they say and they're really, really. Um, just impactful people. They have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge and so much to offer. So even just being, you know, regardless of winning, like being able to be connected with those people and hear their feedback um, is, is worthwhile um, and worth, you know, entering a competition for, and that goes for any competition as well. You know, um, at the end of the day, even if you aren't placing. Um it's just super beneficial to get to get those public speaking skills and get to get up in front of people and hear their feedback and their thoughts on your idea. Um, so we're super excited to see where solved goes. Um, that is going to be an amazing experience that I know you're excited for. Um, and we're so glad that you decided to enter the boost competition. Um, and we're looking forward to what you're going to do in the future. So thank you so much, Isaiah, for being on here. Um, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yes ma'am. And that is all for today's Boost Winners podcast episode. I hope you enjoy getting to hear from these teams and get their insight on what their idea encompasses, how they're going to pursue that, and what their overall experience was with Boost. Be on the lookout for some exciting things coming from the I2C, but in the meantime, make sure you're following us on all of our socials at UHI2C on Instagram and UH Invention to Innovation Center on Facebook. Onward and upward.